0: Yeah, it's time for another episode of Seasons Change. I am Vactor. I'm here with my boy Jeff W. Hola. And we are Finkless again on this episode, but we're gonna continue to hold it down for Mr. Fink as we go through all the things that we've been consuming this past week. Um, let's start off with a little catch-up. We were talking about Made in Korea a few issues back, or a few episodes back, I should say. And that was the book, if you recall, my friends, about the artificial intelligence that is in the future. And it is, we were enjoying it so far, I should say. Um, So, issue number four came out. And that was last week, August 25th, as we record this. Uh, Made in Korea, as you recall, is also written by Jeremy Holt with art by George Shaw. So, Mr. Jeff w what do you think about made in Korea number four
1: yeah, this is so we talked about how much we liked all the issues prior, uh and I still really feel i still really feel like I do like the book um but i was I was catching up on this one, so you know where we left off, you know obviously spoiler where we talk about spoilers on everything um he you know they're getting into like okay, you could tell they're you know the school shooting thing is about to happen um. And I thought it was, like, an interesting take on everything, because, uh, you know, they go in, um, and I think, you know, like, the, the best, I think one of the uh, good panel is when, you know, they start shooting, and then she's like, you know, hey, this guy's bleeding, you know, what's going on here? And then it cuts to that, like, computer screen with the command prompts on yeah. it, and then she kind of resets, right? Right. Um, I thought that was, like, super interesting in this latest issue, Um so I would say I, I'm still liking this book, although when you get later into the issue, I think it leans into Columbine a little heavy Yeah, for my preference. Because they literally, like, I think one of the kids' name is Kyle, right, on there, or mm-hmm. uh, or uh, Dylan or something like that, like, or whatever their names are. Yeah. Uh, like, it's one of the kids' names, right? Like, they, he, they take straight from that name, uh, and then they recreate the library scene in a way. Uh, there is like its own twist on it, you know, when she comes in and, and starts saving things. Um, but I thought it leaned a little too heavy into that. I don't know how you felt about that part.
0: Yeah, I can, I can see that as well. Um, I didn't have like necessarily any aversion to it or when I was reading it, I wasn't, um, put off by it, but I can definitely see that, um, that leaning, like you said, Mm -hmm. in that direction. Um I really like the artwork um by George Shaw and as she's kind of I guess growing her hair back or they're kind of going you know changing her look up it's yep. it's interesting to see um the the directions that they go in and like you said the computer prompt um they even have in the description of each issue is kind of like a computer command prompt so this one it's like to fix issues with your proxy not responding make sure you're using the power adapter that was included with your child check that your child isn't muted yep. speak naturally and clearly and it kind of immerses you in the world without kind of telling you what's going on necessarily in the book yeah but i am interested to see where they go in the next couple issues cuz she's kind of being sent back to korea with her creator and him kind of saying oh yeah this is my daughter and I don't know if you got a chance. They already have all the covers out.
1: Yeah, I got so when we looked at it last time, I saw like the last two covers. <laughs> and <was> yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> and I guess they're taking a month off, and uh-huh. it's Image's website is showing October 20 for both issues five and six. So I don't know if that's actually when the release dates are. I've never seen that happen before where they, they skip yeah. a month and then they just release everything all at once. So, huh. I don't know what's going on with that, but I yeah. do want to see what happens um, at the end of the book. So yeah, it's, there's not not a whole lot happens after the attack. It's like all right, now she's being sent back to her her native land. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm still on the on the ride. I want to see what happens next.
1: And you know, I was gonna say just to, I didn't want to interrupt you, but mm-hmm. um, just to add to the I think the art this has been like just of like stuff that I've looked at or read, I don't read as much as you and Aaron do, but um, this has been some of my favorite, I think like of recent memory of like stuff that I've seen. Right. Mm. Um, I really do like, I and, and I would say the reason I think the panels are interesting. I think like you said, and we, we talked about, you know, it cuts to that, you know, reset screen. Um, and then like, even the panels later, you know, that it's full color on a page. And then when she kills the first uh, guy, Right after mm-hmm. he, you know, sees her, and then she kills him. There's all, there's like it's all these color panels, and then there is an oh, an all white panel, like with just you know what I mean. Like it just keeps that page interesting to me, like just visually, uh, which I, I do like. Um, I wouldn't say all white, but it's it's mostly white and black, and then it has her, and there's like a little bit of color on the text. Um, so I, I do like the the art, like I think maybe the the most. It's on page seventeen of the. The file that we're looking at, Um but yeah, I I just want to add, I, I agree with that hundred percent.
0: Yeah, I like when the the arms are ripped off when when he, when she rips that guy's arms off. I was like, oh dang.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's the, yeah, that's the panel. Yeah, that's the exact panel. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. It's it's just it just it keeps this page like interesting to me. Like when I'm going through, because like I said. You know, some people will read through a book really quickly, but I like to, like, zoom in and, like, see lines. I like to see different things. So, like, the whole page is, when it's varying to me, it's super interesting. Now, was your take that that was
0: their plan? Because they said the guys were like, go to plan B or whatever it was.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: I wondered, was that their plan to get killed and and to go down as martyrs and be like, all right, these robots are dangerous. You know, the AI is not to be trusted. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that was their plan all along.
1: You know, we're going gonna... to, I feel like that might've been. And like, so, and then this is where it made me, I wouldn't say uncomfortable, but I just felt a little weird how heavily it leaned into that Columbine stuff. Yeah. Um, where, you know, that was kind of their original goal, um, was to like, you know, become martyrs or whatever. Right. Um, and then, so I, I do think that might have been part of the plan. I do think they, they, like, and I'm interested to see if they explore that. But I, I think if I had to bet, I think it is. And I think that's a good, a good insight into what was maybe potentially the plan. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because I just couldn't figure out what these guys like. What was their goal? You know, by doing all this, um, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they spotted her from the beginning. They kind of marked her as all right. We can take advantage of her. Right. Which really, like, the artificial intelligence, I think, should have been smarter than that. To kind of figure out, you know, it, this is an advanced like intelligence. Yeah,
1: deceptive, yeah. like, like tactics. And, and I will say, too, Um, so, like, the original Columbine, like, attack, like, the, the initial plan was, like, to blow up, to, like, set off a bomb. So oh. I don't know if maybe this in this book would also be a reference to, like, maybe they were going to blow something up, you know what I yeah. mean? So instead of the, the AI, but that is an interesting take, like, if they were going to take this AI... And replace that as like the bomb, quote-unquote, or the mass casualty thing yeah. uh, that they had originally planned You know, when that stuff happened. Uh, that's an interesting take, and I, I think it is. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm not sure 100%. I think that'll maybe be explained, or hopefully will be, or maybe I need to read it again. Uh, but yeah. yeah, that is definitely interesting.
0: This is going to read good as a trade. When all six issues are out, I think it's going to read very mm-hmm. well.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll probably rerun through like at least the like final three issues once the once the full thing is out, just to just to grasp it again.
0: Yeah. So something else that reads well as a trade is Nick Spencer's Amazing Spider Man, and I had recommended this to you and to Fink, um, just because I don't think either of you have a whole lot of Spider Man in your belt under no. your belt. Almost none. And this is the current Amazing Spider-Man. So Amazing Spider-Man is the book. Like, that is the classic. That's, like, the first book that Spider-Man had. So Spider-Man originally appeared in Amazing Fantasy number 15. Then once he got his own book, it was amazing. And then, you know... He's obviously one of the most popular characters of all time. So he he's had like, I don't know, 10 different titles. Sensational Sp- Spider-Man, Spectacular Spider-Man, Web of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. But Amazing has always been the OG, like the pillar of Spider-Man comics. It's it's the same with Superman is action comics. Batman is detective comics. Spider-Man yep. is Amazing Spider-Man. So mm-hmm. I, that was one thing I wanted you guys to to kind of get this is the, the main Spider-Man book. Like, this is the one that they put the best stuff behind. And then number yeah. two, Nick Spencer's a great writer, and Ryan Otley, both you and uh, think like Invincible, and you like the art on there? Yeah. So this is like his first time stepping out of Invincible. Like, that's what blew him up. And so right. once he got on this, I was like, oh, shoot. And he's actually going to be doing a Hulk book coming up. So it's interesting to see his take on all these classic characters in his style. So that was that was the main thing that drew me to this book. So the very first arc is called what is it, Back in Business, I think, or Back to Basics. Sorry. Back to Basics, yeah. Yeah. So I've read um all of this this run right here. Not the run, but this ish, these uh collection of issues. You're almost done, right?
1: Uh I, yeah, I think I finished that. So the the first little arc is he Spider-Man gets split yes. by the same machine that created his powers. Yes. Right, or that did, you know, what did whatever with the spider, right? Yes. And then he is now rejoined uh with at like as one. And then I think that's where I left off.
0: Okay. Yeah, cuz it's it starts off there's a an alien invasion. Uh, he gets a new roommate who is actually the bad guy, Boomerang.
1: Yeah, Boomerang,
0: and uh, he's got some new stuff with his love life. Which also, this is kind of like so. This is November of 2018 when this book comes out. Mm. Um, I think actually that's going to tie into what we're going to talk about next. But at this time, he is not he was not married to Mary Jane, and that was kind of the you know since the 80s he had been married to Mary Jane. Oh, okay. Um and so just recently that had that marriage had been undone. This okay. right here is kind of him starting to get back together with her. Um so this everything is supposed to be like a, a new start for Spider Man. Okay. That's what all this stuff is from 2018. And there's also in this first trade, um, there's a there's the free comic book day from 2018 as well that's also in here. Mm-hmm. So um what did you think? This is for, like you said, your kind of first dabblings into Spider-Man. What did you think about this?
1: Yeah, and I think um, you can attest to this. Like typically, you know, bar, you know, Batman excluded. Mm-hmm. Typically, I am not like if you were to lean me into like a comic book category, I am not as into the superhero books. Yes, that doesn't mean I haven't read any, but I definitely it's definitely not my favorite. Right, like you're not gonna hand me any random like Superman and be like, you know, he's gonna love this. Right You'd be better off handing me like an image book, right? right? You know, and be like he'll like he'll love this more than like me. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um so I definitely feel there's a just there's uh, I don't wanna say corniness, but maybe that's the only word I can come up with. Um to Spider-Man a little bit. Like but I think it, it's it's not a um Is it his humor? Like his jokes? I think it's the humor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the humor is very like There's no F-bombs, you know, there's no, there's nothing that like adds harshness to the joke, you know, really, except for just the, maybe his intent, you know, towards something would be, you know, uh, harsher towards like a, a, a villain versus, you know, somebody he would talk to, um, that he would consider friendly or whatever. Right. Um, but I do think the concepts of the first arc are super interesting. So I think, you know, like, so I guess getting back to my point I was making before, like, that I, I still, you know, experience where, like, some some dialogue with, like, mainstream superhero comics, I kind of cringe at. Because it's, like, you know, it's leaning heavily into, like, hey, I gotta, you know, you know what we're gonna say a couple times here? You know, power and responsibility. Uh-huh. You know, like, you're gonna right. hear that at least a couple times, right? Right. Um, and sure enough, you know, you do. But outside of that, I think the the concepts of what they are doing, what... um spencer and them are doing like you know the split personality right yes uh and like taking certain uh you know character attributes um and you know making like a regular peter parker and then making spider-man yeah um was super interesting to me i thought that was like a great concept uh to put in there uh where i ended it at is craven is about to show up or has shown up Okay, so if I don't know if you remember that arc uh, yes. that's coming up, uh, yeah. I think they were interrogating. Um, what's the dude's name? He was just he was the villain in um, uh, Black Widow. Uh, Taskmaster, oh, Taskmaster, yeah, yeah, Taskmaster's yeah. in here. Uh-huh. Who like I don't know, I don't really know the context of Taskmaster. Like off the top of my head, maybe if I looked up some other stuff, I could figure it out. But like, kind of corny overall, <laughs> I would say, or just like not a great villain in my opinion, like perfectly fine but maybe there's some other stuff i don't know about but overall just seems kind of cringe a little bit (laughs) they've kind of changed
0: him recently um and you saw black widow he's it it was not like that in the comic i mean the comics is way different than the movie
1: yeah 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 um so yeah i I thought i thought overall that that concept because i just need something you know and, and it's easy for me to read something and be like oh this is new but I thought that was, like, a unique idea within Spider-Man. I don't, think, I don't think that's been done before, like, the splitting of personalities. I guess maybe, like, you know, they've changed things like Venom and stuff, right? Or the symbiotes. Yeah. Um, but I thought the splitting of that w- was kind of uh, interesting. Um, yeah. Do you
0: recall what you were thinking when you read it? That, I really like that. And that's not something I think that's been done in the mainstream books. It might have been done, like, in a what-if story. Yeah. Because they've had all kind of, like, side, you know, what-huh. This might mm-hmm. have happened stories. But yeah, splitting him from Peter Parker's is a very novel kind of approach. And it was fun to see that side of, okay, you take away the mm-hmm. the powers and you take away the responsibility or whatever. Yeah, And what type of, you know, what type of guy is Peter Parker? What type of, it's almost like you're separating the, like the id- you know from the 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 actual person itself and so i i liked all of that stuff as yeah. well as um setting up all this this new stuff like i was telling you um in the background with his love life with his new roommate um mm-hmm. the Tazmaster stuff i found funny because he's kind of like more recently they they've they've tried to i think play him like a Deadpool type of character. They try to make him kind of like self-aware goofy over the top. Yeah. Uh-huh. And also, um, just for me, number one out of all this stuff is Ryan Otley's art. Like, I loved him mm-hmm. on Invincible and when they said he was, when they announced him to be on Spider-Man, I was like, over the moon. I was like, this is going to be amazing. Yeah. And I loved like, the way he draws Peter Parker, the way
1: that he does and, all the characters. And as and I was going to say, just to not interrupt you, but, um, a point that we were, when we talked about this before, when you told, when you were telling me this, I think in terms of <clears throat> looks, I think, you know, Invincible's a little bit bland, you know? Yeah. Like it's, it, and I like to see his art with the uniqueness of the Spider-Man character, right? Like you're giving him like, you know, one of the best characters out. And I like seeing his art on that, which I know that's kind of your main point, But that's, like, specifically, I think that's very cool to see him go from Invincible, which seems, like, very generic in some ways and, you know, was intentionally like that, to then now, you know, being on Spider-Man, which has, like, you know, major history in terms of being unique, you know, down to, like, McFarlane, you know, having his take on the character. I think a lot of people have had their take on the character, and I, and I, I do like how he draws him.
0: Yeah, and there was, like, there was a time, a little flashback where he got to draw the black suit. Obviously mm-hmm. most of it is the red and blue suit. So yeah, seeing the the way that he does that, you know, costume is, is icon- mm-hmm. one of the most iconic costumes in all the comics. So yeah. I, I liked seeing all that stuff. But um yeah, I, I think the comedy um plays for me a little bit better than for you because mm-hmm. I'm just I, I guess I'm just used to Spider Man being PG thirteen, like or not even PG thirteen, yeah. like PG.
1: Yeah. And, and he's also like Spider, like I guess that's your favorite character ever. Right? Yes. Right. Yes. Like if we're going to rank them like that's your like. Yes. At least that's how I've always known it is like I'm like yes. if it's a Spider-Man thing like it's going to be like I'm going to ask you I'm going to get your input. So like I think yeah like so you're kind of used to that where to me it's something that like me being into this stuff way later than you. Yeah. Uh, and, like, not as this stuff was coming out. Like, I'm coming into it from, like, a jaded perspective in, in a way. Like, that's why mm-hmm. I don't I don't like the humor, but, it like, we approached it or came into it kind of differently. Yeah. Yeah, and it also just
0: depends on who's writing him because sometimes mm-hmm. the jokes can be corny, and that's that writer being corny. That's not necessarily, like, every—all so the writers always write Spider-Man as corny. It's just kind of—some some writers, that's just their sense of humor. I think, actually— uh, Dan Slott was the the writer that was on it before Nick Spencer, and he had like a a really long run, like one of the longest. I think him and Brian Michael Bendis are the best as far as jokes for Spider Man. Yeah. I think those two are probably the best, and that's just them being funny, like those two guys. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna ask me for like more Spider Man recommendations in the future, those yeah. would be the two I would recommend because Ultimate Spider Man is the one that Bendis was on, and that was like a plus like there was mm-hmm. almost i would say n- no better spider-man than ultimate spider-man from start to finish
1: oh wow Yeah. and
0: then dan slots um there was a ton of stuff that happened as far as like changing the character and like he added so much stuff like i can't even get into it right now but he, it was like a, a lot of change happened on the dan slot stuff but i'm really liking uh nick spencer I'm, I'm actually about halfway through his run um which is about to end coming up here actually had pulled up an article to show you Looks um, like issue number 74, which they always renumber these things every time there's a new volume. Yeah, That's actually the 875th issue of Amazing spider mans coming out next month. And mm. uh, I'm about halfway through his run right now, so I actually need to get caught up on that just to see what happens. And then I want to see who they bring in next because that's always – it's always fun getting to the end of somebody's run and then seeing wh- who's going to come on next because – Marvel, they don't mess around. You know, Spider-Man's their top character, so they put the best talent on Spider-Man. So it's always interesting to see who comes in. Yeah, that
1: checkbook is open, right? Yeah. yeah. For whoever's going to be on that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I'm I'm very interested to see um, if you continue on with Craven and and see what happens next in this Nick Spencer run, and then also um, if you have any more interest in Spider-Man. Because... There's something else in the world of Spider-Man that's happening, and that is No Way Home, which comes out in December. And for the very first time, we finally got the very first official trailer for No Way Home. And that was August 23rd, dang a week ago from yeah. the time we were recording this. Mm-hmm. Uh and this is like kind of weird that they're just now releasing the first trailer for something that comes out in December in August, like, they don't usually do that, so I don't know what, like, the marketing was behind that, or if they just weren't ready with it, or what, right. but it broke the internet pretty much when it came out, it's, um...
1: Is it a Christmas Day release, or is it, like, no. t- the 24th, or something
0: Um, like I want to say it's, like, the 18th, it's, like, the week oh.
1: before, oh, 17th, I'm sorry, 17th,
0: okay. um, which I only remember because my dad's birthday is the 18th, which is a week before Christmas, Okay, but... Yeah. No way home. So you've you've seen all the previous ones. Um, what is yes. it? Homecoming, Far from Home, and now this is No Way Home. Yes. Um. So I watched it, and I I try to stay away from trailers for the most part, but this is one of those ones that I had to make a an exception because like it's this was one of the most highly anticipated
1: trailers. Yeah. Of the year, and, and your the problem is is that you need if you don't watch it, somebody I'm going to talk about it. Yeah, it to Somebody's be a part of the conversation.
0: Yes, yeah. So that you was, can't
1: avoid the conversation. Yeah, as I think the problem. Like so, like you're not only would you be excluding yourself from that. Like you're gonna hear it. You know what kinda I mean? Like, so you might as well see it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like
0: Star Wars. Like, yeah. it's you. You really need to to be watching it to to um to know what happens. But in this trailer, I want to get your thoughts on it first. And did you watch any like screen crush or any like breakdowns of the trailer?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I watched okay. screen crush and I'll watch, um, new rock stars or the, okay. those are two. I watched all of their breakdowns of anything that I'm currently watching typically. Okay. Uh, cause I think they're just the two, you know, my two favorites. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was so, going to break it
0: down for you, but, um, yeah. so, oh, so yeah. you
1: can, yeah, we can talk, we could definitely talk about it. I okay. want to go over it Cause it's been a little bit, cause I watched it the day it came out. Um, yes, so i think we can we can go over it. i assume we can talk about the cuz there is there's the context of this trailer but then there's also the context of all the rumors about the movie that yes. are going on so right. i can i'll let you break it down and we could talk about that as well yeah
0: so they've had a and and this stems from you know they always do these leaks and people are taking pictures on set of who is actually there mm-hmm. so there's a ton of casting rumors that we're linking to other Spider-Man movies. And that was the the big deal going into this one. It was like, okay, Tobey Maguire, we we saw him on set, and Andrew Garfield, you know, he's going to be in the movie, and Jamie Foxx and uh, Alfred Molina. And Jamie (laughs) Foxx actually said, like, he he just straight out said, yeah, I'm going to be in the movie. And then in this trailer, we see Alfred Molina as as Dr. Octopus. Okay,
1: so Jamie Foxx did say that. I did not say that.
0: Okay, interesting. I think... He did it on his Instagram, and he wasn't supposed to. Whatever it was, he actually did it, though. It was an official thing by him. I don't know if he deleted it or not, but Mm. he said he was going to be in the movie as Electro, which was from the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. So, immediately, people were, like, going crazy. Oh, the other movies are going to be in this movie, which is, like, alternate universes, alternate Earths, and that plays into what happened in Loki, and... We already knew Doctor Strange was going to be in it, and I think I've talked to you before. The next Doctor Strange movie is called Multiverse of Madness, so we know there's multiverse stuff coming in Doctor Strange. So, Doctor Strange is in this. There was even, like, a rumor that I think um, Wanda was going to be in it, but she's actually going to be in Doctor Strange. We know that for sure. That she's going to be in it, Doctor Yeah, Strange.
1: WandaVision, I, I, I'm assuming you'll get into this stuff, too, but yeah, it's like, it, it all is playing back to those, those Disney series. Um, yes. So yeah, go ahead. Which is kind of weird because um Spider Man is,
0: is owned by Sony and Sony has like a deal with Marvel to license him, even though it's Marvel's character It's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But it the stuff tying into the Disney Plus shows it's kind of like a, um a shaky alliance. It's not like a hundred percent, but it is as much as we can get, you know, all of this because <laughs> here's the other thing. Number one, Sony doesn't want to give up Spider-Man because it's, there's, t- it's too much of a money maker for them. Right. So they're just going to, like, they signed a deal with Marvel when Marvel was gone bankrupt in the nineties, that as long as they continue to put out a new movie, I don't know what it is, like every five years or whatever, they can have it forever. That was the deal Marvel signed just because they were dumb and they're desperate. So. Yeah. Sony has continued to put out these Spider-Man movies with new Spider-Mans just to keep that contract going. And with this one, there was kind of like, you know, when he appeared in Civil War, people were all going crazy. Oh, great, Spider-Man's coming back to Marvel. No, Sony, like, they're letting Marvel use him, but they're not giving him up. So they want to start their own um, Spider-Man universe, which is um, with the... the, um, I'm blanking on the name now. Um, the The group of villains that are...
1: Um,
0: um, not the Secret me. Six.
1: Um, oh, hey, I'm man, blanking man. on the now, name. Now you're, now you're... Yeah, you made me blank, too. Uh. <laughs> but that group
0: of characters, they've been trying to set that up since Andrew Garfield.
1: Sinister Six. Yeah, right? Sinister
0: Six. So yeah. they've been trying... And, and my wife was just telling me she knew the, the Sinister Six over me. Oh, okay, okay.
1: Yeah. She yeah. knows more but, than me
0: now. All right. But anyways... <laughs> Um, the, those villains were set up at the end of the last Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. So they were trying to set it up all the way going back to back then the Venom. They're trying to set up this Venom universe, um, with Sony. And they're also doing this. (laughs) Nobody's even talking about this movie. There's a Jared Leto Morbius movie, which Morbius is a... He's basically a vampire in the Spider-Man universe. He's, he's been kind oh, of a villain at times, okay. and then sometimes he's like an anti-hero. But mm-hmm. for the most part, he's a villain. So that Jared Leto movie actually came out with a trailer last year, and they showed what looked like, um, like the, the Spider-Man video game suit. Uh-huh. So it was okay. like they were tying it in that way, and they were trying to tie that in to... Uh, Venom also, but now it's like, I don't even know when that movie's coming out because of COVID and they keep pushing it back. Then also, the Venom movie got pushed back. The second Venom movie was supposed to come out in October um, or no, September and then they pushed it back to October. So, Sony's been trying to do this thing where they have their own universe for a while. So, with this No Way Home, it looks like they're trying to throw in all these other Sony movies and be like, oh yeah, and it's also Loki and Doctor Strange and and it ties into all these other things. So when we got this trailer, that was the big buzz was that there's all these other Spider-Mans in this yes. one because we hear in the trailer the Norman Osborne or the Green Goblin uh Willem Dafoe laugh and you see his pumpkin bomb. And then the Doctor Octopus Alfred Molina, you actually see him and he says, hello, Peter, which yep. a lot of people are like, now he never saw Toby, um, Tom Holland. So is he even talking to Tom Holland? Because how would he know that was Peter Parker? Mm-hmm. But there's a couple of things in my mind that were running as that was happening. So at the end of the last movie, and they play on it in this trailer, his identity is revealed to the world. So he could be just going off of, oh yeah, I I stepped into this universe and I saw that Peter Parker was revealed as Spider-Man. So hello, Peter. Or he could be looking at, um, what's his name? Uh, Tobey Maguire. And he could be saying, hello, Peter. He could be talking to him and we just don't see it. Because as I've been, you know, everybody's breaking this down. Everybody's been talking about this trailer. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are saying there's like scenes where Marvel or Sony could like digitally take some characters out of the trailer and misdirect you because they did that with Endgame um, with Hulk. Like they were they right. showed this scene in the trailer where Hulk was running with all the Avengers or no, it was Infinity uh-huh. War. He was running with all the Avengers. That scene was not in the movie. They completely like changed that scene just because it was all digital. It wasn't like an um, you know Mark Ruffalo wasn't running through the scene. Yeah, yeah. So they they could be doing the same thing with this one. Like there's nothing stopping them from. From doing that. Um, but the thing that, that ties into that comic. that com- Comic we were just talking about. So in the actual comics. There was a thing that. I want to say like 10 years ago. Where Spider-Man had been married to Mary Jane. Since the 80s. And so it had been like 30 years of stories. With him and, and Mary Jane. And the writers were like. Alright. Him being married is like a ball and chain. There's like we can't do anything with him it's it's boring that he has to be like married all the time and has to be
1: tied down to her it was more fun it's like a static you know uh characteristic yeah you can't change it yeah
0: right so they were like it was more fun when he was a bachelor and he was flirting with black cat and he was over here you know like (laughs) getting his beak wet and all this stuff yeah yeah and so with this (laughs) they were like let's um, after so, after Civil War in the comics, Spider Man revealed his identity, and um, because of that, Aunt May got shot uh, by this sniper. And it was she was actually the sniper was hired by the Kingpin, which we forgot to mention in that. Um, in the Nick Spencer Kingpin is the mayor at the time.
1: Oh yeah, 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 he is yeah. the mayor. Yep.
0: Um, which you had pointed out to me because uh, you like Kingpin from the Daredevil TV show from the Netflix. TV yeah, show, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um anyway, so so Aunt May, she got hit by a sniper, she was about to die, and Spider-Man went to Mephisto, who is the devil in the in the Marvel comics, yes. and made a deal with him and said, "I'll do anything, you know, just save her life." And he's like, "For for whatever dumb reason in the comics. All right, well, I'll I'll save her. Uh the only thing you have to give me is your marriage." Like, why would he why would the devil care yeah. if he was married to Mary Jane? Anyways, we know the real re- reason is because of the writers were like, "Let's get rid of her somehow." So yeah, we need
1: we need a sexy reason.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> the devil, <laughs> the devil's like, all right, no more marriage. You're you're a bachelor again. All right, nobody's gonna remember. Wow. Oh, and it was also <laughs> that um, Spider Man that nobody's gonna remember your identity. Like uh, nobody's yeah. gonna remember your marriage, and nobody's gonna remember your Spider Man. Blah blah blah. So they did all that. They reversed that, and um, it was a story called One More Day which had Mm -hmm. art by um, Joe Quesada, which Joe Quesada was who did the uh, Guardian Devil, Kevin Smith um, story. And yeah, he was like the editor-in-chief of Marvel for a while, and he was a big art guy. Anyways, so they did one more day. They reset the timeline. um, Everything was, was back to he was a bachelor, and he knew Mary Jane, but they just never got married. Then um, a couple years later, they did a story called one, More, uh, or, sorry, one Moment in Time, and that one was actually written by Joe Quesada with art by Paolo Rivera, which Paolo Rivera I got to meet at San Francisco Comic-Con, really nice guy, really good artist. Um, so in that One Moment in Time, which is the next story that they did, they kind of went a little bit further into what um, specifically happened, because it was kind of murky, like exactly what the deal with the devil was. and. He yeah. had whispered something to Mary Jane and we never got to see it. So this is a couple years later in, in real world time. So anyways, so in that story, they they kind of went into the further stuff. And that's what a lot of this trailer is, this this No Way Home trailer. The stuff where he's making this deal with Doctor Strange and he's like, they mess up the spell. Got at, you.
1: Okay, so they're that's pulling all from, from that. Okay, Yeah, that's
0: all that's from one moment in time. So
1: yeah.
0: a lot of the speculation in those those videos that we watched the breakdowns of was like, maybe this is not Dr. Strange because why is he acting so weird? Number one, why is he wearing that hoodie? Like that weird outfit? And yeah,
1: he's like winking, smiling at, at Peter. And why is there the, uh, snow spark? inside yeah.
0: the sanctum Sanctorum? Like that didn't make sense. There's mm-hmm. this weird shot for some reason that they focus on these little like vampires or like they got these witches hats on these these guys, uh-huh. and it's like is that supposed to be Doctor Strange? Is like a witch or a devil or something? Yeah, because why would they put that in the trailer? Um, and then the fact that Wong was telling him don't do this spell, and he's like yeah, and he winks at him, and it's like why would he anyway. do that? Like there's all this kind of weird stuff that's going on because. And another thing was kind of weird. I don't know if you saw this, but I saw it in like. The 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 memes that came out. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange's hair looks kind of weird. It looks like
1: a oh. wig or something on his head. It does look a little plasticky, like Johnny Bravo ish, yeah, or whatever. So yeah. it, it was like, strange. what is going on with
0: that? All this stuff, and some of that kind of makes sense to me. Like this, this could be Loki. This could be, you know, I I even going back to uh, Wandavision, maybe it's Agatha, right? Like maybe oh, there's something, right. or Doctor Strange is under somebody's spell. People keep saying Mephisto because that was a meme that kind of went like viral during WandaVision. During Wanda. Every week, yeah. they were like, oh, it's Mephisto. It's Mephisto. It's Mephisto. Like every Which it turned out to be Agatha all along. But yeah. everybody was like, it's Mephisto. So now this comes out and they're like, yeah, this is Mephisto. That's him. Yeah. And like I said, that would play into the comics. But I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to go in a different direction direction is just my guess Mm -hmm. um but all this stuff is doc i think doctor strange or whoever it is messing up the spell kind of also breaks the timelines or breaks the you know as we saw in loki like the the different branches or Mm -hmm. whatever and that's what kind of brings all these other spider-man into this story and and also in the trailer you see like this lightning, which is yellow, and that's like the electro from the comics. His yeah, lightning is the yellow,
1: green suit, with yeah, the like star, like lightning mask, yes. or whatever, yeah. And um, in that, Andrew which would have been spoiled, you know, or it would have been very in line with the other ones, right? Had Jamie Vont said it, yeah, right. You know, what I mean, it would have been like, hey, here's a teaser part of it, yeah. But we know that's happening, so uh yeah.
0: Also. What happens really fast, and these people are going through it frame by frame. There's a scene where the yellow lightning hits this wall of sand. And so everybody's like, oh, it's Sandman. And so oh, yeah. that's a villain from the Toby McGuire Spider Man.
1: Is he in the sixth, though?
0: Sometimes. The they
1: Okay, he, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, is.
0: he wrote, yeah. like, the, they're like kind of like the Avengers. They have yeah. rotating um, people in there. Mm-hmm. So it does seem like they're setting it up. To where all these villains, Green Goblin, Electro, Sandman, Dr. Octopus, and then maybe they'll add some new guys in there.
1: And there, was there no Venom reference in this stuff? Do we no, think? No, not in it, this one. Like, it doesn't seem like that's happening, even though they have the separate movie series yeah. going, right?
0: Yeah. Which I to me is
1: weird. I don't understand why they wouldn't cross that over.
0: Yeah, I um, think they're going to wait. Maybe it's a Venom 3, because Venom 2 is carnage. So like they're going to be focusing oh, that's on that, right?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So maybe in three, they they have Spider Man appear, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they were also talking about maybe he'll appear in in uh, Morbius also. Yeah, but, um, yeah. All of those things were in this first No Way Home t- titled a teaser. So this is not even a supposed to be a full yeah, even though trailer. it's like this is a teaser. Long. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, all of that to be to say, what did you think about this?
1: I was like, clearly, you need your own Spider-Man podcast. I mean, the the, the amount of Spider-Man details you just went into about each book There's, and everything. Yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, no I, 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 I do think this is interesting. I think you know, to bring it back to look at like just from a like a larger perspective, I do think it's interesting that they, like, you know, because I mean. What's the uh, what's the animated multiverse, right? Is it Spider-Man? What's the official title of that movie? Oh, um... um it's not verse. What's the... Dang
0: it. What is it? You're talking about the, um, the Miles Morales movie, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, the Miles yeah, Morales. Spider-verse. Into Spider-verse. The Spider-verse. Yeah, Spider-Verse. in Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse. That's what it is. Yes. So I think it's it's interesting how successful that was, because every single person, after that came out, was like, this might be, or yes. this is, the best yes. Spider-Man movie they've ever made, you know? And yes. I, I think I would maybe agree with that uh, currently, right? Yeah. Um, and I think it's interesting how they're, they're leaning into this, like, bending of the universe to, like, you know, how well that worked with, like, you know, Peter Porker and all the other <laughs> variants of Spider-Man to, to come bring that in and what it looks like they're going to do something very similar. Because um, I would assume all those rumors we've heard are true because it seems like it's happening, right? So I'm assuming they've edited things out, you know, or edited cleverly around, like, certain Spider-Man mm-hmm. moments, right? Um it, yeah, I, I, I'm super looking forward to it, mainly because it reminds me of that so far. And I think it's going to play into that new Doctor Strange movie so like very well. Um, I'm hoping this movie's good. I think that'll tell us a lot about what's coming, you yeah. know, or the quality of what's coming. And then, I, I do think, you know I would say it would be interesting if they are cutting out characters. Like, you mentioned um, uh, the Avengers clip with the Hulk, right? There's yes. like, a scene they have in the trailer that's not in the movie. And I think... If they're editing out or taking away like the other Spider Man in this trailer, like if they're digitally cutting them out, mm-hmm. that is on the level of like, um, uh, this is not comic related, but Metal Gear Solid 2, yeah, <laughs> where they did that trailer, yeah, and, like you watch the trailer and in the first hour or two hours of the game, you're like, okay, I'm playing as Snake, the guy that I played in game one, yes, and then you get interrupted. And then you realize, oh, I'm playing as a whole different character. Yes. Uh, and then you go back and look at the trailer, and they were digitally putting Snake in the into <laughs> the game, right? Like they were replacing that character model. And yeah. they, so you you watch that trailer, you think you're playing a snake, but then when you play the game, they they fooled you, which I think is a great move by Kojima, right? That's one of my favorite like twists yeah. of that. If you, you know, you almost need to show somebody the trailer before you let them play the game to get that, right? Um, so I would love to see them have done that here. You know, I think especially like you said, with everybody leaning into the Mephisto, you know, everybody's gonna break this trailer down, right? Like everybody's yeah. gonna break down every frame. Yes, and I think the more they do to play into that i think uh makes that overall experience better right like if you're replacing characters in like a scene or something like that i think it makes it like imagine if you know you know when 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 tom holland's in the room making the deal with quote-unquote doctor strange right like imagine if you you go to watch the movie and toby mcguire is actually in that scene or something like how good would like blow your mind you know yeah
0: well the funny you know the really funny thing would be if andrew garfield appears because here's another thing Those other Spider-Men could be in it, but they could just be totally digital, and either they don't even talk, like, they they wouldn't even need to get the other actors, let's say if they don't even talk, and you just see them for a split second, and we're mainly following the Tom Holland Spider-Man, if those other actors are in it, um, they... They fooled us because number one, people have specifically gone to Andrew Garfield. I've seen him in interviews and they're like, Are you in Spider Man? Are you in the new Spider Man? He's like, No, they haven't called me. They haven't asked me anything. And if they <laughs> yeah. did, I don't know about it. He's like, So
1: either he. Andrew he's... <laughs> Garfield sounds like Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sharon, if they if they call me for this movie? Yeah. <laughs> if they either he's lying to us or. They yeah. put him in there, didn't even tell him that he's in there, which would be like kind of messed up by Sony. But
1: yeah, I want to see. Say also, there's like, have you seen the, the there is like a, a theory that they're going to use the deep fake technology oh, on this? No,
0: I did not see that.
1: To, to, to like put them in. You know, so that's the other thing I see. Like if you just Google well, that and like look for headlines, or like, are they going to do that? And it'd be like, that yeah, what
0: well, the Andrew Molina like character model, if you look at it, he's way de aged, like he's way uh-huh. younger. So, Oh, I don't know yeah. if that was actually him, and then they did a deep fake, or if that's just a hundred percent digital. I don't yeah. know, but it's he definitely looked, not. It hidden. looked
1: good. Whatever yeah. it was, I thought yeah. I was like, oh, this looks like that movie. Yeah.
0: yeah, and a lot of people. What's cool about that is like, he's basically the best Spider-Man villain that's been shown so far in live action. Like, I would say in the comics, Green Goblin is a better villain for him, but in the movies in the live action. I don't think they they did a great job. Number one, because, you know, like Power Rangers suit. That's the number one thing. But mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of people respect Dr. Octopus. And having him in this trailer was pretty good by Sony to get people excited about it.
1: Yeah, um, the, I would say that. That's, like, if you, I mean, our friend Rob, too, I think, also. I think he was maybe one of the ones that maybe back in the day was, like, the first ones. They were like, okay, yeah, the second one's the best, right? Yeah. Like, you know, like like people very much like uh-huh. that.
0: That is considered like, like the best movie out of yeah. all of them. And and um, I think, like you said, Into the Spider-Verse is, is up there now, like a lot of people now. Uh, mm-hmm. But back in the day, Spider-Man 2 is always the one people referred to as, that is the best Spider-Man movie. Which, yeah. pr- when I was growing up, you know, or when these were coming out, Spider-Man 1 was always my favorite. Just because... That one had a special place because it was the first one, and it was like I had never seen Spider Man in real life before. Even though they had like so, there's a '70s Spider Man that came out that was like yeah, you know, really bad. the 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 special effects were really dated, and then there was a Japanese Spider Man. So I had seen you know a couple of different live action Spider Mans, but nothing with. CG and nothing with like modern mm. special effects. So, the one that made it believable was that first Toby Maguire one. And I I had I saw that one 6 times in the theater. That was like a record for me, the most I'd ever seen a movie in a theater.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I just went. And actually, there's two things that kind of renewed my interest in comic books. I had stopped for a long time. It was that Tobey Maguire Spider Man and the Brian Michael Bendis Ultimate Spider Man. Those two things got me back into comics and then kind of re kicked my or restarted my uh, love for comics. Uh-huh. So those things always have a, a special place for me. But this uh, Tom Holland trilogy has been, I think, overall good. Um, a lot yeah. of people
1: didn't like the Andrew Garfield. I, actually,
0: I want to get your. I, your take was, on it. Yeah.
1: I was gonna say that that's my thing. I don't even remember those movies. I remember them being on, but I don't even remember what's happening. Yeah. I remember the Jamie Foxx stuff, but like anything else, like if you were to ask me like you have, you have to tell me, be like, oh yeah, I remember that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I don't even those movies like, almost didn't even happen to me. Yeah. You
0: know and it's I mean? kind of a shame because I don't think Andrew Garfield did a bad job. And up to that point, that was also the most uh, humorous a Spider-Man mm-hmm. had been because he actually had jokes in the first one versus like Toby Maguire. They never let him joke. And that's like making a Batman movie and he's not a detective. Like it's right. it's essential to his character for him to be cracking jokes the whole time because the whole thing is supposed to be he's nervous and like him telling jokes is like his defense mechanism and he's trying to cope with like dealing with a villain and being a yeah. superhero and all these things. So not having him do that, like it just felt out of place as a, you know, as a Spider-Man fan growing up, that was kind of like the same thing with the fantastic four, uh, both fantastic four movies, or I should say series, the, the one with Jessica Alba and then the one with Michael B. Jordan, the two fantastic fours they've they were missing. Actually, did you see either of those? Sorry, right, which ones? Either right. of the Fantastic Four movies. Oof. The Jess one had Jessica Alba, and that was in like the early two oh, thousands.
1: And then, I don't think I've seen any of those. Okay, you don't need to. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah.
0: They're all on Disney Plus
1: now. Because well, I remember the. So they had the one. There's one with. I mean, I guess they both have Doom in it. Um. Yes. Right. And they But both there's that. Were, there's right. that like recent one with Michael, Michael B. Jordan. Yes. Did you just right, say that right, one? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I... I never watched that one. Yeah. Because I remember being like, hey, this could be, like, this was, like, you know, Marvel coming back. You know, hey, man, like, this might be something, you know, like, on the horizon here. And then, like, it was just dog shit. Yeah. The, <laughs> like It got trashed, right? Yeah, like,
0: that where? one, I want to say, like, one of the worst reviewed movies. It was uh, 2015. Um, and it has one of the best, like, cast. Like, you got Michael B. Jordan. um yeah. The... The um, Miss Mrs. Miss Fantastic is uh Kate Mara. She's in a bunch of things. Um Miles Teller's a great actor, Jamie Bell, and Josh Trank, the director, had just come off a of chronicle. I don't know if you remember that movie. That was like a um a superhero movie with Michael B. Jordan where these gotcha. regular people just got powers.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I know that
0: sure. was a really good movie um from mm. 2012. So I had high hopes for that Fantastic Four movie, but yeah, it was one of the worst superhero movies. Huge bomb at the box office. And both of those movies, my point being, both of them did not understand what the Fantastic Four were, pretty much. And I was actually listening to a podcast earlier this morning where uh, Jeff Kanata was talking about, and he's a huge Marvel fan, he was saying... You you have to do the Fantastic Four kind of like the first Captain America movie. It has to be a period piece because the the characters of the Fantastic Four are from a mm-hmm. time in the 1960s where it's kind of essential that they be from that time period because the whole thing is supposed to be their explorers and right. the space race and, you know, trying to figure out and find new new things. In 2020, that doesn't quite work the same way as it did in the 1950s or 60s. So having them now, which both of those movies, they were set as contemporary movies, and they both yes. came off. Well, actually, I'm like you. I, I didn't even watch that Michael B. Jordan movie. I heard yeah, such bad yeah. things about it. So I couldn't even tell you, but I heard that Doom is terrible. The Jessica Alba ones, like, I was, I was actually showing my wife. Um, on Disney Plus, we were just watching them in the background. Yeah. I had seen those in the theater, and I I liked them at the time because it was nothing else. It was like Daredevil, Elektra, and the Fantastic Four movie, like that. Those you mm-hmm. know, and yet Spider Man too. But there wasn't the same superhero movies were not the same as they are now. Yeah, so they're just like super corny. the The sp- special effects don't hold up. Um, the The one thing I did like though was. Mm-hmm. In the second movie, there's the Silver Surfer. I think they did a good job with, with the look of the Silver Surfer and kind of his storyline. Yeah. Also, Lawrence Fishburne does his voice. So if there's anything to, uh, to to like be redeemable out of that, it was that, the Silver Surfer stuff. But everything else is trash. I and, was going to
1: say, like, I'm going to link, uh, and maybe you can put this link in yeah. the, uh, the show notes. The only thing you need to know about the fanta- those fantastic is what they did to Doom. Um, You can click this link. This is the guy they made. They they thought this was going to (laughs) work. Like, that is who is in that movie. That is crazy to me. Because if you Google Dr. Doom Fantastic Four movie, you'll see one, which is that earlier 2000s one, right? Yes. And he looks looks very cartoony, almost like stiff, right? Yes. And then in this one, it doesn't even look like the character. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, this is this could be any, you could throw any, like, space-like alien name on this, and that's the guy.
0: And it kind of, like, it's really upsetting for a comic book fan because you know there's people out there, like my wife, who had never experienced Doom before. And that's yeah. their first experience.
1: Yeah, That's going to mm-hmm.
0: be tainted, like. Yeah. And actually, even Spider-Man was that way because my wife was telling me before she met me, like she had no idea Spider-Man cracked jokes. And I had to tell her, like, like I just told you, like that is essential to that character. Like you cannot have Spider-Man without having jokes. Yeah. So having Dr. Doom and having these characters that they just, they're not the, you know, the characters from the comics, it's just not the same. So it's, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. And they did the same thing with Galactus in that, in that second uh Fantastic Four movie, which has uh-huh. um Silver Surfer galactus is supposed to be like the big bad villain of that one i guess the thinking at the time was oh it would be too corny to show a big purple guy in a space suit so what they did was all right we'll just make him a cloud so the whole movie is just a cloud yeah that's galactus (laughs) just a cloud so it's like (laughs) what that doesn't make any sense and yeah they could be like, "Oh, well, uh th- if you're a comic fan, he's actually inside that cloud. We just didn't show him." And it was yeah. like, "Get out of here. This Jeez. is a, this, this whole thing is a cop out." Yeah. Uh, but this so this new Fantastic 4, all all of that to be to say this new Fantastic 4 movie that's coming out is actually being directed by the Spider-Man director, the the guy that did all the Tom Holland movies?
1: Okay, yeah. And
0: they actually had kind of a little uh Fantastic 4 Easter egg in the last um in the last one Far From Home. I'm getting all the mm-hmm. names confused. But yeah. in the background, there was like one, two, three, and then there was a four, and it said, you'll never guess what's coming next. And everybody's like, oh, the Fantastic Four. And this was before mm-hmm. they, they announced everything at Disney um, gotcha. D23. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm hoping that they understand what the Fantastic Four is. And what's really cool about you know the way that all of these multiverse things are playing out, and after Loki and Kang and everything... You could really do a a good explanation of where have the Fantastic 4 been this whole time in the Marvel Universe like the Marvel Cinematic Universe? We've yeah. never heard of the Fantastic 4 and those guys are like Captain America as far as like prominence in the Marvel Universe. So, mm-hmm. where have they been this whole time? You could do a really good story with somehow tied to Kang because in the comics Kang is the descendant of Reed Richards like he's part of that bloodline and so he's supposed to be like super genius just like reed richards they always like go back and forth um like the battles are always like mental more than physical so they could do a really good story with
1: that so i'm i'm excited about that yeah Um, and i was gonna say to to summarize a little bit like just to get like i know we kind of like veered off and in tangent but yeah i think you know they're the your problem with your fantastic four i think it just needs to have some, like maybe more care taken of it or you yeah. need to be more methodical with it. like it can't be just all right we'll give these guys they'll give them the suit that looks like the suits we'll give them yeah. this and then we're gonna boom throw it on screen action with whatever right. people fighting because i think like you can approach these characters right uh, or in, in a better way so like for example like if you were to tell me like, Quicksilver from X-Men, right? Yes. I would If it just off the top, I'd be, like, corny to me. Again, yes. that's just, like, my... I'd be, like, like, whatever. You know, he's fast. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that can go in a really wrong way. Whereas what ends up happening is when you have somebody that takes care of that character, it actually, like, takes time, right? Or, like, makes something yeah. that makes him unique. He has, like, the best scenes of any X-Men movies. You know what I mean? Or some yeah. of the most memorable ones at the very minimum. Right. You know what I mean? So I think, like... I just hope they do it, but I think you can you can do these characters. You could do a character, you could do a Green Lantern. You just have it, to do it in the right way. You yes. know what I mean? It's easy to trip up and make something that sucks or yeah. looks like shit like, you know, the Ryan Reynolds thing. Yeah. But I think, you know, with enough care and like approaching it the right way, you can end up with like a, si- a quick silver like presence in the yeah. movie, corny, and it's really easy to mess that character up and make it like just, you know, too powerful or, you know, he's not in the movie at all cuz he's so fast, but yeah. like You could do it the right way. It has to start with the writing. It has to be
0: like the writing has to be top notch to the point where the story makes sense. It's, you know, there's good action. There's good character development. There's good comedy. Like all of those things, I think, has to start on that that story level and then go from there. Like if you got a bad story, there's nothing they can throw a hundred million dollars worth of CG on there. That's not going to do anything. It has to have a good story and the character has to be worth it. So I'm hoping that they um, can Marvel and Kevin Feige and all these guys can kind of continue what they've been doing and have a good quality product and something that is a quality product, which I know that you have not been as big a fan of. But um, I have been watching every episode of What If on Disney Plus.
1: With, uh, well actually I was gonna say in opposite in opposition to a good story. <laughs> and now let's talk about this shit.
0: <laughs> I have been watching every episode and there's a new one tomorrow. And actually one of the um upcoming episodes is gonna be What if Spider-Man was Doctor Strange? Um, um I I will
1: tune in for that one. Yeah.
0: There's that one, and then there's also Marvel Zombies one coming up. So mm-hmm. I think the the whole thing about what if it goes back to the comic book of Exactly what the you know, the title is. What if it's like? What are all of the possibilities of if a story went a different way? And as a kid, that was a huge like you know. Before there was all these TV shows, before there was all these movies, it was a huge kind of um wish fulfillment to be like, oh yeah, what if Spider Man was Doctor Strange? Like th- these are like stories you tell yourself as a kid. You're like, <laughs> what if? Um and, and we can go by these kind of the first couple of stories in the um the TV show. Instead of Steve Rogers, what if it was Peggy Carter who became Captain America, right? Like what yeah. if she got the super soldier serum and instead of Peter Quill, what if it was Black Panther that became Star Lord? And mm-hmm. it's not always just the characters necessarily, because that's a lot of these first three episodes is just kind of well, what if this character was this character? What if this character was this character? Yeah, In the comics, it was always, like, any... I mean, there was no limit on it. Like, for me, it was... I always loved the Spider-Man ones. It was like, what if um, Uncle Ben lived and and, uh, Aunt May died? What if... There was a time in the comics where Spider-Man got six arms, and by the end of the story, he had lost them. But the what if was like, well, what if he kept those six arms? And he's like, he's going around town, and he's just got six arms. And it's like, all of those type of things. What if he was... um, you what if like he bonded? What if he bonded with the Venom you know symbiote in, uh-huh. and uh it never went to Eddie Brock, whatever. All of those things, like as a kid, I could not wait for a new issue to come out of what if because it was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is like whatever your our heart heart could desire, like all these these possibilities was the um the thing with what if and when Disney Announced this series that was what i was thinking in my mind i was like oh what if yeah they could do all these shows and it's animated so there's kind of no limit on the cg you know no there's no limit on the Mm -hmm. special effects budget it's just whatever they can draw so when we got this actual show the thing that the first thing that stood out to me was i was not a huge fan of the art style I i
1: was gonna say when i get to my part that is like almost number one to me yeah, like that. I that is the biggest put off to me.
0: I wish this was hand drawn. I wish it was two D animation because I think they they could have done a much better job. And it's not necessarily the art style because I think it looks fine. The thing mm-hmm. to me, and I've always had this going back to I don't know if you ever saw there was a show on I don't know what channel it came on, um, but it was like the very first CG all CG show. It's called Reboot. Um, oh no! Never you heard can, of it. You can look it up on YouTube. Actually, I'll I'll no. include it in the show notes. Yeah, the, just the intro, you know, to the show. Okay. You'll be like, this looks like the rough animation that they do just to show you what the scene is about to look like before they even go in there and do anything. Yeah, like type a, sto-
1: of a storyboard. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's <laughs> what it looks like, and that was their one hundred percent finished, like art and animation at the time. It looks terrible today like it looks rough but even back then people were going crazy about oh it's you know it's Mm -hmm. it's all 3d and and this was after toy story so it's like oh it's all 3d and and as a kid i was like this looks like trash because the people are moving like stick figures like robots like there's no (laughs) fluidity to their movement and That's what I'm getting out of out of what if. Although it's it's a lot more advanced, like I said. When
1: they run, sorry, when they yeah. run in the show, I don't like it. Yeah. It and looks that's the like thing. Shit,
0: yeah, anytime you, there's like a fast motion or or anything like that, it's just not fluid you, to me.
1: You know what it reminds me of? When I played the uh, what's the what's the developer? They don't exist anymore. Um, the Telltale yeah right when i play their stuff and you get those like weird yeah, movements right it, it right. reminds me so much yeah. of that and i 100%. again i like those games there's games in that series that, like i played all the batman i played guardians of the galaxies yes done the walking deads i like those series but it just in this it does not work for me and yeah. that is that is why the animation the way it looks and then also i think it's perfect you brought that up because like you can you can go look up any clip of this stuff of them running in the show, and it just looks like there's nothing happening. Like it doesn't look like they have the momentum they should. Like it just looks off. Yeah,
0: and so that t- was the very first thing that I was kind of disappointed on because they had released like some initial like clip mm-hmm. of it, and I was like, oh no, it's gonna it's in this this reboot style which I hate. Um, yeah, I'm. Like I said, the art is fine to me. I don't really have a problem with the way it looks. But the way that people move in animation is, is very important like to the overall feel of it. So every mm-hmm. week, it's like I have to get over that initial look of it, and then I can get into the story. Um, I've been enjoying the stories. Now, did you say that you went straight to the Black Panther or you watched the, the Captain Carter one?
1: Uh, I think I went straight to the Black Panther okay. one, right? That's the one with um, good Thanos, right? Yes. 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 Okay. Which is novel to me, which is cute. Yes. But and it was like Josh Brolin. I feel like I'm wasting time, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, cause, and that, well, and you I, I feel like I'll, it doesn't matter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like maybe that's what I should get to is because so I have a limited amount of time that I can consume this, like, uh-huh. you know, any given media, comics, music, movies, TV, whatever. The thing that I don't... That bothers me about this... And again, like, I will go watch... I will watch the Spider-Man and Doctor Strange because I like yeah. the dynamic. I will watch certain ones. But there's... Some of this just feels like, okay, this happened, and I don't need to watch it. Because it's not leading me to the other things that are going to be happening. And, like, this feels like its yeah. own little off... You know, one-off thing that, like, you know... Yeah. The decisions Although... in here don't influence anything for me so far. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's what it... At least how it's being presented. I know they could maybe yeah. tie it in some other way, but currently I'm just like, I'm like, these don't matter to me and I have other things to watch. Right yeah. Now.
0: I could see that. Um, one of the Screen Crush, because Screen Crush does really good breakdowns of these What If episodes. Yeah. Um, they've been doing two per episode and um, one of them was about that good Thanos and how T'Challa was able to like save the, the universe just by kind of like reasoning with him instead of what Peter Quill did, try to punch him in the face and mess up yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. And T'Challa was like a way better star lord than Peter Quill. And then Peter Quill's like working at Dairy Queen at the end of that episode. Yeah. So um I think Screen Crush had put out a theory. And, you know, all of these are just theories. It's not like they know something that we don't know. Mm-hmm. But I think, um, and we can kind of link some in the show notes as well. Yeah, I think it's possible that some of these characters might appear in live action. Like, actually, the Captain Carter one would be kind of cool. And, and that actress, Haley Atwell, she's kind of young enough to play that um, that character. So yep. if they do bring it into the live action, that would be a nice kind of tie-in. And to give somebody a feeling like they... They have like um, not like a completion, like um, closure almost like that. Oh, okay, it did matter. Like it, there was you know a reason for me to watch this. Yeah. I think that would be interesting to see if they do it. We, like you said, we at this point we don't know if there's going to be any uh, crossover, but it would be interesting if they have any um, any specific tie-ins. And with the multiverse with Loki, actually that's what's kind of cool about Loki is. Before that show, it didn't feel like there was any possibility that any of this stuff could tie in. Now, it's like anything goes. Anything could happen in in, right. these, in the Spider-Man movie, in this mm-hmm. What If series, you know, Loki season two, like all these yeah. things going forward, it breaks it open. And that's what's what's cool about what
1: Loki did. It's, it feels like an event in a comic, right? Like Yeah. Where you can kind of hit reset a little bit. Not that they're going to reset. But more so that like, okay, now you have this opening to do you know, you, you you have this this thing happening that will then like, hey, if you're if you guys have people that are gonna be writing movies or if you want an opportunity to like, you know, play into this, like this is the moment, right? Like right. so I think I do like that. And yeah, we'll link to the I love all the screen crash videos, but uh we'll yeah, we'll put both of those their what if videos in the in the show notes too. They're they're I'm sure like you said, they're worth watching. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So Highly recommend those. Um, I'm going to continue with what if and what I'll do. I think instead of because when we first started, I was just, I just told you, oh yeah, watch all of them. But now I think I will tell you after I watch the specific ones that I think you'll enjoy. Uh, yeah, going forward that way you don't have to necessarily watch yeah, ones that you're it. not interested and, in
1: and you're the one that I, I lean on in those like, yeah, those situations where I I just like I feel like these are gonna be waste. So I need to know which ones are not or what are what is the peak of the show? And if the peak of this is good, then maybe I'll go look at other stuff. Uh, yeah, but I just need to have like some kind of like you know reasoning to watch the show like i get it they're great i'm sure i'm sure there's cool stuff happening but to me they don't tie in to the stuff that's you know currently going on you yeah. know it's more of a well, also other stuff that i don't
0: you can watch. always go back like let's say if yeah. it does tie in and you didn't watch that episode you could be like oh okay watch yeah. episode four because they've already announced that there's going to be i think two seasons of this what if like there's mm-hmm. going to be a certain amount of episodes of this okay so at, in the future, you can always go back and say, oh, okay, I'll watch that episode. Um, but the last episode was, and we're getting a new episode tomorrow, but last week's episode was, um, I don't even know what the what if is, but it's basically all the Avengers are getting killed by somebody. Somebody's going, like, before Nick Fury can recruit everybody, somebody it's like a murder mystery. Somebody's going through and, and um, picking off each one of the Avengers. So. Yeah. Uh, I think that was kind of interesting from the standpoint of if you had seen all the original Avengers, you know, the Avengers movies as it was leading up to the the first Avengers and you were really kind of into that story. What if they had gotten killed before the Avengers got to assemble? That's kind of interesting. And it had Samuel L. Jackson. It had, Like, it had all the actual guys' voices. There was only a few that they didn't have. Um, Although, I want to say the person who did the best job of impersonating somebody was uh, Lake Bell played uh, Black Widow. And she's, like, a comedic actress. Like, I knew her on, like, Children's Hospital and all these, like, comedy shows. So it was kind of weird to see her in this Marvel action movie, or, you know, action type of thing, but her voice sounded exactly like Scarlett Johansson, so that was a good kind of um casting on their part. Yeah. Gotcha. So we'll continue with that on Disney+, Plus, and we're going to have a nice little segment here that Mr. Jeff W. and I want to recommend some things that we've been watching, and both of our recommendations are food, uh, food recommendations, so... What did you want to talk about, or what did you want to recommend um, to our? Yeah, viewers, just a yeah,
1: quick recommendation in in honor of me finally having Korean barbecue over the last like two weeks ah! or whatever it was a week and a half ago. Yes, uh, uh, there is an episode that I watched of Ugly Delicious on Netflix. We'll link it in the show notes. Uh, the Korean barbecue episode, or actually yeah, it's the yeah, barbecue yeah. episode, and then they they explore Korean barbecue and yes, with uh, David Chang, David Cho. Yes. It's super funny. Um, I thought it was like very interesting. especially if you haven't had that kind of barbecue i think it's something you could look at they don't really talk too much about the experience of korean barbecue but they do talk about like the history of it and uh i think it's super interesting i think david cho's really funny on there um so yeah i just wanted to recommend that show uh for my my weekly thing
0: yeah and i like um david cho or uh wait david chang chang um mm -hmm. i like his personality so Mm-hmm. I was watching Ugly Delicious and that Korean uh, or that barbecue episode in particular, you had recommended it to me. So yep. I also enjoyed it and would recommend it as well. And then I just recently got a chance to watch on Netflix, also, and we'll link it in the show notes, High on the Hog, How African American Cuisine Transformed America. And it's kind of going through its part history lesson and then part like cooking show. So um, the host is going through different parts of African-American history and how they're – it's like not soul food, but more what's thought of as like elevated soul food. And Mm -hmm. and it's like it shouldn't have been considered soul food or it shouldn't have been considered like – something different than just African, like just American cuisine, basically. Cause they're showing how they had like black cowboys and all these, um, George Washington had a slave, um, mm-hmm. cook and how his, his, uh, his food kind of influenced, you know, a lot of different things. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there's four episodes total. Um, they they kind of range from 50, uh, or 47 minutes to 58 minutes. So it's, it's right around an hour, but all of them, the cinematography is great like the all of the um the documentary shots are good everything is is very well done the host is is knowledgeable he knows about food and um black history as well so i found the whole thing interesting and if you like american food then you will like high on the hog so that's on netflix and all those things that we talked about are in the show notes. Also in the show notes, you can find my Twitter, Jeff's Twitter, Fink's Twitter, and our podcast Twitter all in the show notes. You can check those out. Um, We'll always be here on Seasons Change to let you know what we've been checking out and consuming in the world of movies, television, comics, and maybe even video games one day. But coming up this week... Jeff W. and I are going to be seeing Shang-Chi together, and we're going to report back on that probably next week and let you know. But I'm excited. This is, I would say, my second most anticipated movie of the year, number one being No Way Home. Yeah. But my wife, this is her most anticipated. Ever since she saw that first trailer, Mm -hmm. she has been on a Shang-Chi high. And I've actually leading up to this, I've been trying to show her a bunch of martial arts stuff. And I've been telling you a bunch of Jackie Chan movies that we, we got the criterion collection, Jackie Chan. We got the Bruce Lee criterion collection. I've been showing her all those. There's a show on HBO uh, max called warrior. Yeah. And that one has been really good. Actually, the guy who's in that um, was in the snake eyes movie. And my, I showed my wife, the snake eyes movie. So we've been trying to watch as much. Oh, I showed her, um, Shoot, what was that, Stephen Chow? I showed her Shaolin Soccer. Oh, Kung Fu Hustle. So I showed her both of those. Um, Just been trying to show her as much Kung Fu stuff. Um, Even Kung Pao into the fist, which is a very um, comedic take on martial arts. And that's on Hulu, if anybody's uh, Mm -hmm. interested. But it's kind of an over-the-top, wacky, Ace Ventura-type comedy with martial arts. So I've been showing her all that stuff, and then... It's going to culminate with Shang-Chi this weekend. So we're going to check yeah. that out. And Jeff and I will be back to tell you what we thought about that.
1: Yeah. i say it's also my most anticipated movie uh, right behind Jungle Cruise.
0: Nah, you didn't care about no Jungle Cruise. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> All right. Any Anything else before we, we head out, Jeff?
1: No. That's it for me.
0: All right. So thank you for listening. If you want to be a nice... Boy or girl, um, recommend our show to anyone who is a podcast listener, wherever you're listening to this right now on whatever podcast player, be sure to like us, you know, review us if it's on Apple. And most of our, actually, Anchor lets us know where most people are listening to it. It is, uh, the majority is Apple Podcasts. So if you're listening in Apple Podcasts, leave us a review because that helps us get noticed and sharing it with your friends helps us kind of grow. So Both of those things are very important to seasons change. Until next time, Mr. Jeff W. and I, Mr. Vactor, say we out. Deuce.